And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created in We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against the common enemy. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crying in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it! My life has value! We get together, have a few laughs. Uh, why does Israel need our help? We need to get out of their way. I mean, we interfere with them. We, we interfere with them when they deal with their borders, when they want to have peace treaties. We tell them what they can do because we buy their allegiance and they sacrifice their sovereignty to us. And then they decide they want to bomb something. That's their business, but they should, you know, suffer the consequences. When they bombed the uh, Iraqi missile site, uh, nuclear site back in the 80s, I was one of the few in Congress that said it's none of our business and Israel should take care of themselves. Israel has 200, 300 nuclear missiles and they can take care of themselves. Why should we commit? We don't even have a treaty with Israel. Why, why do we have this automatic commitment that we're going to send our kids and send our money endlessly uh, to, to Israel? So I think they're quite capable of taking, themselves, taking care of themselves. I think we do detriment. Just think of all the money we gave to Egypt over 30 or 40 years. Now look, we were buying friendship. Now there's a civil war. They're less friendly to Israel. That whole thing is going to backfire once we go bankrupt and we remove our troops. So I think we should be very cautious in our willingness to go to war and send troops without a proper declaration by the U.S. Congress. We are the Iowa Talk Guys. I'm your host, Theo. I'm your host, DP. And it is no wonder that Congressman Ron Paul there, what you just heard on the, I believe that was 2012 debate stage for the Republican nomination, no wonder he didn't get elected, because that's some reasonable shit right there. Yeah, weird. That so Makes so much sense, especially in today's day and age, 11 years later. Yeah. Hmm. just unreal no wonder republicans hate him and we're gonna get into that later. <laughs> and democrats we're yeah. gonna we're gonna get into those spineless bloodthirsty republicans in, in a bit and, and their bloodlust yeah and the democrats so today we're bringing you the special this bonus episode we're dropping because of the events that happened yeah time sensitive and we just we got to get this in this is such an important issue yeah and the situation is just so fluid it's developing by the minute it's progressing right bodies are falling to the ground everywhere it's terrible it's really god awful any war is but we're going to go ahead and start off with what happened as if you haven't heard but here's a recap this is a Anti-war article, October 7th, 2023, by Kyle Anzalone. We've uh, read a few things from him. Used him quite a bit. Yeah. But the, the title here is, Over a Thousand Dead, Israel Pri Prime Minister Says We Are At War, quote-unquote, after Hamas attacks by land, air, and sea, quote-unquote. That's, by the way, a thousand dead, 
as of October 7th. So we're October 9th right now recording this. Right. So that's there's more than that now. Right. Article starts off. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared, quote, we are at war. This is not an operation, end quote, after Hamas launched thousands of missiles and seized villages near Gaza. The political leader of Hamas said that the ongoing attacks are a response to the Israeli treatment of Palestinians at the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly what that treatment was, but these each of these sides have not been particularly nice to each other let's right. just say that we'll, we'll get into that yeah israel is uh definitely not uh innocent in this at all by any means <laughs> no and, and and by the way we're of course talking specifically about the political leadership of yes. israel we're not talking about the israeli people and we're damn sure not talking about the jewish state the the, the people no, jews no no absolutely not no yeah we're talking so about just don't even the go there israeli you cowards. government yeah don't try to pull some crap like that on us but anyway so on saturday morning fighters from hamas that would have been october 7th invaded villages near gaza the group says its fighters used paratroops ships and cut through the border fence to conduct the operations hamas claims it has captured several israeli soldiers and villages which that has been confirmed. There's been kidnappings. Well, now, I mean, we're already progressed to Americans. Right. And which, how many Israelis are part of the, like, Jewish New York, the New York Jewish community that went there? Or they're, oh, like, yeah. first or second generation Israelis who whose parents were from New York. Right. Well, there. I mean, but there's still plenty of them that their roots go back to 1948 when the place was started by the Rothschilds. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. They've been living there for a while. But I have seen some of these kidnapping videos, and they're pretty horrific. Yeah. But here in this article, it says, human rights groups consider Gaza an, quote, open-air prison, unquote. Most Palestinians living in the region are refugees, and Gaza is one of the most densely populated areas in the world, with 2 million people living in 140 square miles. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. I was looking at that on a map just thinking. So that's like two thirds of the population of our entire state in a city. Like the size of DC. Yeah. Basically. A lot of people. According to the United States Census Bureau, Washington, DC has a geographical area of 68.3 square miles. 61.4 square miles of which is land, and the remaining 6.9 square miles of which is water. A lot of people. No, no, I guess it'd be twice as big as DC. I don't know, that's <laughs> a lot, that though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Israel has suffer severely restricts the amount of food, fuel, and water the people of Gaza can access. Well, that's just gotten worse. We're going to report. We'll, we'll bring up that later, but yeah, they're, they're sieging that place now. Yeah, I don't... I haven't actually looked back at this either because we threw this thing together so quick we, we got to talk about this but i do remember i want to say that it was during benjamin netanyahu's first term when they were having issues and he he had a funny little joke about the situation saying that he was going to put the palestinians on a diet oh yeah yeah because that's is the, that one of those dark humor jokes that's the classy thing that like, world leaders should do right it's like dark humor not everybody gets it kind of <laughs> like food yeah like the, the stalin <laughs> stalin <laughs> So, yeah. sorry, we shouldn't be laughing. That's terrible. I mean, well, I mean. But uh, we got to find a make a way so we, nobody goes black-pilled here. 
The article continues. Hamas used parasails. I've never heard of that one. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, I the, saw videos of it. The it was 82nd crazy. Airborne or the 101st. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, absolutely not. Yet. Well, but, uh, I don't so, think when, when they were flying in, though, you watch the videos, people I don't think really understood, like, what was going on? Like, what is happening? And then once they landed <laughs> and started shooting everybody around them, they were yeah. like, oh, shit. Uh, parasails to fly over the border and destroyed parts of the Israeli fence to break out of Gaza. In addition to the ground operations, the Palestinian militia launched thousands of rockets into Israel with cities such as Tel Aviv, the capital, reporting damage, political capital, I should say. Reports say Hamas has fired between 2,000 and 5,000 munitions. Ooh, that's a lot. It's quite a few. Israeli officials say at least 660 have been killed and thousands wounded. The Palestinian Health Ministry reports 420 Palestinians have been killed and an estimated 2,000 wounded. Reports say between 13 and 21 Israeli villages were infiltrated by Hamas. Those numbers are probably vastly have grown since. Those numbers are up. The death toll as reporting Israel is 800 dead, 800 to 900 dead. I mean, they're still pulling bodies. They're still searching for bodies under rubble and stuff. And then 2,400 injured. As of, This is as of 7.45 a.m. Pacific time, October 9th. And the Palestinians are reporting 1,300 dead and over 2,750 injured. This is a war. Yeah, and it's that number. Prepare for that number to be increased quite a bit unfortunately nine americans have been killed two mexican two mexican citizens have been kidnapped and being held by hamas in gaza so israel have uh obviously struck back and situation just the flames just keep having fuel added to them yeah israel confirms that they have activated three hundred thousand reservists and mobilized (laughs) it's quite a few troops this is going to be bad, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. I was going to wait till the end, but I'm just going to say it now. And when we get through this, you'll see even how more messed up this is going to be. Israel is about to commit genocide. Think so? With the full backing of the United Nations and NATO and the European Union and, and the U.S. and everybody else is going to be waving victory flags behind them. We're, we're going to get into that, yeah. yeah. We'll get into that later, too. Yeah, that's... A point that needs to be said right now right but Ron, Ron Paul so he brought right, so up. Senator now Senator Rand Paul's father he was a yes. representative in Congress for over 30 years and and that was two different time periods but uh, he ran for president in 08 2012 if you've listened to our all of our episodes in the early on Ron Paul's the guy that killed me yeah woke up Theo so here is Dr. Ron Paul on the House floor years ago. The video on YouTube is like 14 years old. This I don't have a date. This is from 2008. I think it's January 9th, okay. 2008. All right. So he was actually running for president at this time for the Republican nomination. The gentlewoman from Florida is recognized. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I'd like to yield two minutes to the gentleman from Texas, Dr. Paul. I, the gentleman I is the, recognized uh, for two minutes. Thank for yielding, and I ask unanimous consent to revise and extend my remarks. Without objection. Uh, Madam Speaker, um, I rise in opposition to this resolution, uh, not because uh, I am taking sides and, and picking who the bad guys are and who the good guys are, but 
I'm looking at this more from the angle of being a uh, United States citizen, an American, and I think resolutions like this uh, really do us great harm. Uh, in many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides, uh, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now, today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well, yeah, that was better then and served its purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden. And uh, we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. Brilliantly said. Uh, I believe that. So I did say yes. He was running for the Republican nomination at the time, January of '08. Right. But that was actually given on the House floor, if, in case you couldn't tell. Right. Um, this was, I believe, for uh, Gaza Strip conflict resolution recognizes Israel's right to defend itself against attacks from Gaza and supports a peace agreement. Congress never does that. Ever. What? What business of what essentially an internal conflict, a domestic issue within Israel, what business of that is U.S. Congress? None, unless maybe it had something to do with the Dulles brothers. I don't know. Yeah, well, their legacy survives, uh, flourishes. I mean, this, fact, is, this is a page out of their book about the whole divide and control yeah, and then where have we heard before that Hamas was convenient at one point in time, and then they became inconvenient, therefore, you know, now we have a reason to, to go in with guns a-blazing, like John Wayne. You name the movie, it's all of them. <laughs> Who said that? Me? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was somebody, Theo. okay. Theo My, said that. Words of, the wisdom of Theo. All right, <laughs> so this is... Uh, it's really interesting. So we're going to bring up the Gaza. This is an MSN article, the Gaza Strip and its history explained. So we're just going to go into a little bit of that for those who don't know. Timothy Bella says four hours. So this October, October 9th. 9th. 
2023. Israel is at war with the Palestinian militant group Hamas, and more than 1,200 people have been killed in the days since the group's surprise attack on Saturday signaled a major escalation of the conflict between the two sides and engulfed the region in chaos. So, Mossad, one of the premier intelligence groups in the world, just had no idea. None. They were just caught completely by surprise. Just like 9-11, dude. One of those things. It's really weird. It doesn't add up. But you have to take the time to think about it, I guess, in order to come to that conclusion. Right. As images and videos of the devastation come out of Israel, many are also watching the violence unfolding on Gaza Strip, one of the world's most densely populated and impoverished strips of land. Israel ordered a siege of Gaza Strip on Monday, October 9th, with Defense Minister Yoav Gallant saying there would be, quote, no electricity, no food, no fuel, end quote, for more than two million Palestinians living there. That's a really good fuel to add to the fire of this being one of the most impoverished strips of land in the world. Right. So just like Netanyahu said, putting them on a diet. Ain't trying to win hearts and minds here, folks. Nope. No such thing. But try to break them, perhaps. I mean, that'll do it. Both sides are messed up for both going and just having no will, just killing men, women, and children, elderly women and children. I mean, yeah, that's just... But you have this tinderbox over there. Right. I get it. This people have been oppressed for a while. We'll get into this at the end of it. Oh, but, shoot. but why this issue? Why is it always this respective issue that gets all of the attention? For instance, we're not hearing about Ukraine anymore. Right. That's we've, like old news we now. We spoke our piece about that, and we've talked about it briefly, but no Americans had anything to say about the Saudi war being launched on Yemen and hundreds of thousands of people there mostly dying from starvation and sickness involved in not having basic sanitation methods around. Yeah. What about Ikawas? Ikawas about to go through uh, Niger. Actually, um, it might be Ikawas, but I think that not to change the subject, but France is pulling fucking out. They're oh, are they? Yeah, they're done. So that's, frankly, good news. Yeah, Get the fuck out. Yeah, it's none of your business. No shit. Maybe they're going to bring back their troops to defend their own borders. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, we'll see. Maybe they'll do the smart thing like every other country always does and send American troops to do it. Yeah. So what is the Gaza Strip? It's a small area bordering Israel and Egypt on the Mediterranean Sea and is one of two Palestinian territories. The other is the Israeli-occupied West Bank which includes East Jerusalem and borders Jordan and the Dead Sea. So, yeah, Gaza Strip, you're looking at your map. You look at the Mediterranean over there where Israel is. It's the bottom southwest corner. West corner, corner, yeah, right on the Mediterranean. Yeah. And then Israel on two sides. Uh, Israel on the north, on the east. And then Egypt to their south. To the south and the Mediterranean is like the west coast. Yeah, and then Israeli-controlled waters. So the to their west. Yeah, there's also the map here of population density. And looking at Israel, you have four major population centers in the country. Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, now nah, really two or three rather. Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, and Gaza. So yeah. there's a shitload of people here that are about to have fucking hell unleashed on them, unfortunately. That said, not taking sides. Yeah. Just human beings. It's going to be all, all we're thinking about here. Hell on earth for at least two million people. Yeah. 
I found this next paragraph incredibly interesting. Yeah, about the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, Gaza was part of the Ottoman Empire before being occupied by the United Kingdom from 1918 to 1948. Imagine that. And Egypt from 1948 to 1967, nearly 20 years after Israel declared its statehood in 1948, the country captured the Gaza Strip from Egypt and the West Bank from Jordan in the 1967 war. Palestinians claim these territories and see them as part of the future state. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure they were just completely benevolent <laughs> occupiers that entire time. Because that's what the British do. And the Egyptians <laughs> too, right? I mean, yeah, but, and the Israelis. Yeah. Huh. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict, a chronology, Israel controlled Gaza for 38 years, building up 21 Jewish settlements in that period. Tension and violence sustained for years, including the first Intifada, a stretch of nearly four years of protests and riots in the Palestinian territories and Israel over Israeli occupation of the Gaza Strip and West Bank. The bloodshed led Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin to say in 1992, this is really good insight here, mm -hmm. quote, I would like Gaza to sink into the sea, but that won't happen and a solution must be found. That's how they feel about these people. Kind of like Hitler's Jewish solution. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could be. It's kind of shadowing, isn't it? Maybe ethnic cleansing only goes one way. Well, since that happened to them, they can they have the right to do it to everybody else, right? <laughs> like, since I'm fat, I'm I can make fun of other fat people. Is that how it works? Is that what it is? You got your fat card, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still have a fat card. I've been cutting the weight pretty good, but yeah, my, fat, good, my fat card. Thank you. My my fat card is still still present. Yeah. We can't have eight packs like old Iraq over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Eight packs and looking like Ronnie Coleman up on stage there. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Anyway, in nineteen ninety three, the agreement known as the Oslo Accord between Israel and the Palestinian Liberation Organization. Now, hold on real quick. That was Yasser Arafat's yep, outfit. Yep. And by the way, we armed and funded them as well. So that's so just add fucking fuel to this fire. Right. That's weird. Here's the U.S. arming both sides. Yeah. And they aimed at fulfilling, quote, the right of the Palestinian people to self-determination, unquote. In 1994, Palestinians took control of the governmental authority of Gaza, Part of the larger push for peace involved Israel following through on a unilateral disengagement plan proposed by Prime Minister Ariel Sharon in 2003 that would dismantle the Israeli settlements on the Gaza Strip. So it just goes on to say that two years later, Israel gave up control of the Strip under domestic international pressure. pressure they withdrew 9,000 settlers and military forces. Right. But the funny thing is, I like that part where it says uh, Hamas came into power in Gaza after winning the 2006 election. Well, yeah. Somebody, let me guess, somebody from the West was pushing for democracy, and the democracy didn't go their way. Hmm. And then guess this. Guess what? After Hamas took power in 2006, big shocker, there was never another election. Oh. But where did Hamas come from? Funny how that happens. Hamas is one of two major political parties in the Palestinian territories. Clashed with Palestinian leaders as the Oslo Accords were being brokered in the 1990s. Even though Israel gave up control of the Gaza Strip, it has kept 
a land, air, and sea blockade on Gaza since 2007. That's fucking significant. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that they attacked by land, air, and sea too, right? Yeah. Like all three facets. They were a coordinated attack. They were like, fuck you and your rules, man. Oh, and Mossad just had no idea. Israeli intelligence was just caught completely off guard and by surprise. Were they? Yeah. Hmm. Are you sure? The result has been damaging for the Palestinians, with the United Nations saying in 2009 that the blockade from both Israel and Egypt had been, quote, devastating livelihoods, end quote, and causing gradual, quote, de-development, end quote, in Gaza. Israel has argued the blockade has been done to keep control of Gaza's border, obstruct Hamas from getting stronger, and protect Israelis from Palestinian rockets. You know, it's faced criticism from human rights groups, the UN... Well, yeah, the UN goes all sorts of different directions. Who gives a shit with those globalist evil bastards do? Right. Or but say. it gets even thicker. The plot does, I think, here as, as we get deeper into that. So you, you said that supposedly there was no such thing as uh, Mossad even knowing what the hell was going on, right? Right. But, well, Julian Assange. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Bless we- his heart. And um, from these two Americans... It's not our place to apologize, but our freaking government has had him locked up for 14 years, and now I think the past three, he's been in, like, solitary confinement. Oh, and I bet they're running all types of MK Ultras type shit on him, dude. Oh, I'm sure his will was broke a long time ago. He's probably going to come out and uh, transition, I bet. Or kind of like that. Or not, never come out. Bradley Scott. Bradley Manning. Bradley Manning, yeah. Or Chelsea Manning. Or Chelsea Manning, yes, yeah. thank you. But anyway, so, hey, back in 2010, this is a... Uh, in International Middle East Media Center News, but it's a WikiLeaks cable titled Israeli Intelligence Chief Encourage Hamas Takeover of Gaza Strip, December 22nd, 2010. So this is only four years after Hamas took over the Strip, correct? That's right. Yeah. And the latest revelation to come out of the hundreds of thousands of leaked diplomatic cables provided by the website WikiLeaks a diplomatic exchange between the Israeli Director of Military Intelligence, Major General Amos Yedlin, and U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Richard Jones. Who? Dick Jones! Dick Jones. Showed Israeli support for a Hamas-ruled Gaza Strip, which Israel could then declare Gaza to be, quote, a hostile entity. Check cleared. Hmm. The Hamas party won the Palestinian parliamentary elections in January of 2006, but was prevented from forming a government as required by the Palestinian constitution. Getting back to that, they didn't like the results of the democratic elections. Mm-hmm. In June 2007, after months of attempted takeovers by the U.S.-supported FEDA party, which not, that was... Not like the cheese. I think that's Fateh. You're right. Fateh is delicious. You're right. You're right. right. Fateh party. The Hamas party was able to form the government in Gaza. So that's also, I almost forgot about that. The, the, the U.S. had, the CIA had their own little party they were trying to get elected in, in Gaza. You remember that? It's a hell of a party, I hear. Mm. The cable in question was recorded just hours before the Hamas government was formed in Gaza in June 2007. In the transcripts. In the transcripts. In them transcripts. Them transcripts. Yedlin told the U.S. ambassador that he would, quote, be very happy, unquote, if Hamas formed a government in Gaza, quote, as long as they have no air or seaport, unquote. He added 
that Israel would then work with rival Palestinian political party, Fateh, 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 to form a government in the West Bank and work to undermine the Hamas government in Gaza. That is exactly what took place just after the meeting between Yadalin and Ambassador Dick Jones. As Hamas created its government in Gaza and Israel launched a massive siege and the largest ever assault on Gaza in late December 2008 until today. In another leaked cable, Yedeline spoke with U.S. Congress member Robert Wexler in December 2008 saying, I remember that name. Abu Mazin, Muhammad, Muhammad Abbas, and Salim Faid are controlling the West Bank while the Hamas has established a terror entity in Gaza. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. That's a lot. That's criminal. So, it's criminal. That's what that is. They, yeah. Would it be far-fetched to say maybe Mossad had a, a hand? If they function like our CIA, which they're in, both, in, quote, air quotes, intelligence. Right. Right. And supposed to be both, quote, the best in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, save MI6. They're good, could too. They, could they have had backdoors into Hamas to help put them up as a government? Isn't that the name of the game? Isn't that what uh, they do? They're stick man. They yeah. have fingers inside of these these parties, and political parties, governments, whatever. Like Ron Paul said, just like we did with the Mujahideen that turned into the Taliban. I mean, how many fucking <laughs> times do we have to talk about that? Yes. <laughs> so, the, yeah. The reason they keep using the same playbook over and over again is because our dumbasses keep just letting it happen. They just... Americans eat the shit up like oh. a freaking celebration after a touchdown in the NFL, man. Yeah, well, that's exactly what they're more focused on is the touchdowns in the NFLs. Yeah, exactly. And the ML MLBs and the NBAs. <laughs> okay. So another striking revelation that's come out of this thus far, which isn't... And it's just so surprising. I mean, it, it's <laughs> just nobody would have had any idea that this could happen. Just like Condoleezza Rice and planes hitting buildings. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Sounds like a Mexican dish. Report. It's a Breitbart article. That's right. Christina Wong, October 8th. Report U.S. weapons from Afghanistan ended up with Palestinian groups operating in the Gaza Strip. Shocker. Such a shocker. I mean, they had a surplus of weapons. Why would they I just hold on to them? 80 billion is the figure that we... And that, once again, man, those... You know, I don't. I wasn't even looking at the Blackhawks in awe. I was just looking at an M4 with an ACOG on it. That's yeah. pretty sweet. They had a ton of those fucking things. And those things are awesome. Yeah. yeah, they're probably going for real good on the market. Oh yeah, I mean the the scope costs more than the rifle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the optic is more expensive than the rifle itself. Absolutely. And you can drop it off a third story. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can break them. I did. Anyway, a claim. In a news report that American weapons seized in Afghanistan have ended up in the hands of Palestinian groups operating in Gaza Strip has taken on renewed significance after Hamas, a Palestinian terrorist group, launched an attack on Israel on Saturday. Yeah, this is the one that was from June of 2000, June 2017, or June 17th, 2023. This is this the article it's referring to. It said, according to a Newsweek report published in June, an Israeli commander said some of the U.S. small arms seized in Afghanistan have already been observed in the hands of Palestinian groups operating in Gaza Strip. The report began recirculating on social media amid 
accusations that Biden administration funded Hamas terrorist attack on Israel by releasing $6 billion in frozen funds to Iran, the main backer of Hamas. Uh-oh. Well, which we talked about. That was a hostage deal. We talked about a few shows ago. Yeah. <laughs> Would it be that far-fetched? I mean... No. Not at all. <laughs> especially because it was already said it, that was some of the people, uh, Congress members, gripes about that $6 billion. They're like, there's no way for us to audit this. We don't know what they're going to use it for. Just like all of the Ukraine money, <laughs> yeah. which it's already been said that... And we don't have a source pulled up on this, but mind you, it's already been rumored that Ukrainian weapons have been making it there, too. Yeah. And even some javelins. <laughs> Um, Maybe that's why U.S. air traffic to Israel has been completely shut down. That's because it's a war going on, dude. There's a war. But yeah, that's uh, like I said, it's uh, it's weird too. Biden made that deal with Iran, that six billion dollar deal on the on 9-11, 2023. You know, not to get partisan here, but for how big of a problem Iran is, gosh, the past two Democrat administrations have have really given them a lot of money. In fact. The Obama administration gave him cash money. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Cash monies. For what? And then also, didn't he give him like, uh, they he laxed some laws on the uranium deal? What was that? There was something about that. Um, I'm going to plead ignorance on it because... Yeah, I can't remember. Because I, all I heard were Republican, you know, people bitching about, you know, giving Iran nukes and... Which I'm all for nuclear energy. Like the, I think people can, you know, they deserve to have a comfortable living. Okay. Well, as evil as they are from a military's perspective, what incentive does the Iranian regime have to not obtain nuclear weapons? The United States has been destabilizing them for decades right. since World War. Well, since the 50s. So, yeah. yeah, essentially since the Second World War. That goes back to the Dulles brothers and their freaking divide and conquer. And, this is just or not nuts. divide and conquer, divide and control, whatever. We'll get, we'll get, I, I'm working on it. Sorry, folks, but we're going to get it, into the Dulles brothers and just how much all, of a piece of shit. It's and good. Total amount, too much power for two men. We have a lot on our plates. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about, folks, and you need to li- listen and learn it. All right. Well, don't take our word for it. Just go look it up yourself. Absolutely. But 100% and all of the time. Yeah. This is just comedy. Anyways, the Biden administration pushed back against those accusations that the $6 billion unfroze for Iran went to Sunday's attack, saying it has not yet been released, is controlled by a Qatar bank, and only will be used for humanitarian purposes. Qatar has been known to raise some people somewhat hostile to the United States, I believe, right? They have no known <laughs> associations with terrorist organizations at all. <laughs> You must be thinking of something else. Yeah. Another bank. However, critics of the Biden administration argue that since money is fungible, it is still adding to Iran's coffers and frees up the government to spend on other things such as supporting terrorist groups like Hamas, which makes sense. Let's just run up the credit cards. We know the money's coming. We'll use these other funds for this shit. Like Congress does? Yeah. Yeah. Republican presidential candidate. Senator Tim Scott told Breitbart News in an exclusive interview on Saturday, the $6 billion has not been accessed completely by Iran yet. But the fact of the matter is, if you have a credit on your account for $6 billion, typically people count that as an access available today, tomorrow, whenever. So you start reworking your spending budget. And by doing so, you put yourself in a position to use that money, even though you have not had access to it yet. 
So the $6 billion that they know they're getting, they're using already. And with that, Tim Scott just revealed how the government uses our taxpaying dollars. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what <laughs> all of these government agencies do. Yeah, they um, know how it works because they do the same damn yeah, thing. absolutely. And that's why when not, not if a, a department's budget has even been cut. Right. It's if they do not receive a certain ratio more okay they need to spend that money so if 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 their budget increase is not as large as expected that is reported as their budget being cut to the american people right which is a lie and it's a numbers game how can we be what 33 trillion dollars in debt and just be cruising along full speed ahead 70 and sunny baby but that's a totally different episode Anyways, Scott also noted that Iran has already expressed it would use the money however it desired. Isn't that surprising? This is clear. Quote, that is clear. The way they want to use it in funding terrorism against American allies, unquote, he said. And that was Tim Scott's quote. The Israeli commander interviewed by Newsweek also said he was, quote, very worried, unquote, that the U.S. and Western provided weapons to Ukraine could also end up in Hamas hands. There it is. Yeah. He's worried that it could happen. Yeah. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, none of that was accounted for. None of none. that was audited. Um, we've been playing a couple video clips of Congressman Ron Paul. His son, Senator Rand Paul, oh, yeah. has mentioned He's been, on the record that this is not audited. He has been knocking on the door about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's no surprise that that guy seems like he is the lone sane person in that freaking town. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then a bunch of people hate him because he would drill Fauci, too. And he, he was the one that got Fauci to lie to Congress. I mean, he didn't get him to lie. He was the one that asked the questions that forced Fauci to lie. But once again, that's a totally other episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he's not 100% perfect. None of them are. He's still a politician, right? Of course. Yeah. I think Ron Paul was the closest thing to a perfect politician we could ever come to. A statesman? Yeah. Cared about his country. So... Yeah, this Israeli commander, I'm just going to read a a paragraph here out of this. He said, a pro-Russian formations were motivated to transfer captured U.S. supply weapons due to the close defense relationship between Moscow and Tehran, while pro-Ukrainian elements were largely motivated by money to smuggle arms. The commander said the primary route was via the Black Sea to the Mediterranean and argued that the situation was, quote, very dangerous due to two primary concerns for Israel. Hmm. Try, I was just trying to think of where they would do that in Istanbul would be or not because Istanbul, they play both sides. Oh, yeah. I mean, but hey, everybody's motivated by money. I mean, shocker that the most corrupt country in the world would get corrupted when they get a bunch of money and weapons and yeah, stuff and, have, and they already have a thriving black market yeah well if you remember we interviewed that young man yeah uh, that stated that turkey and ukraine are actually on whatever corruption index allegedly more corrupt each of them than russia yeah and uh it wouldn't surprise me but nobody's more corrupt than washington dc i don't really In give a opinion, shit yeah, yeah. so yeah, and this is my fear, and I said it as soon as as soon as this attack popped off, I I told Theo and Iraq, 
I really hope they don't send U.S. troops there. Well, wasn't that who I told I texted you guys that or was yep. that Chun? Yeah, maybe. I, I, yeah, we've been we talked about talking it so much about this. Yeah, but I'm I'm super but I, but I worried hope that about we that. don't send troops. That's you know that's but a thought that goes through our heads all the time now. Unfortunately, we got this uh, ABC news article titled. U.S. has for decades had vast weapons stockpile in Israel, October 8th, um, by Luis Martinez. Luis. The White House has pledged assistance to Israel in responding to Hamas's attack, and America has for decades maintained a vast pre-positioned military stockpile inside of Israel. Imagine my shock. Yeah. Weird. First established in the wake of the Yom Kippur War of 1973, which, guess what, was this past weekend, I believe. Yom Kippur, right? Oh, yeah. Interesting. When it took time for the U.S. to send supplies to Israel, the munitions are available in case of emergencies. It is possible that Israel will ask the U.S. to tap this stockpile, which contains weapon systems, including tanks, ammunition stored in warehouses, while not especially well known to the public. So... We don't need to go into that one too much more. The U.S. has had a massive weapons stockpile there. Surprise, surprise. Israel has used F-16s for decades. I believe they bought F-35s. They have, they have M1 Abrams. Yeah, they've got their own. They're trained on all They've got stuff. their own tank yeah. as well that's apparently like the best in the world. But uh, I believe they were part of the F-35 deal. They bought some of those. The hackable 5-gen <laughs> fighter jet. <laughs> but you pulled up... Oh, I pulled up. You're the one that originally saw this article, but I just found a source on it uh, from Benzinga. Not familiar with them, but stories by Benzinga. This is yeah. MSN. Oh, Benzinga. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I'm sorry. So it must be an independent journal. Yeah. Geno. Nero. Benzinga Nero. The Geno. <laughs> 14 hours ago. So that's October 9th. October 9th. Retired Army General says U.S. may intervene militarily in Israel if Syria and Iran engage. In a recent interview, retired General Barry McCaffrey stated the U.S. could potentially wage war in Israel if its Middle Eastern neighbors, namely Syria and Iran, become heavily involved. What does that mean, Barry? The statement was made on Sunday during McCaffrey's presence on MSNBC's Weekends with Alex Witt. According to a Business Insider report, the retired four-star U.S. Army general said, quote, I would suggest to you our support of Israel will be absolute. And if we see Syrian military intervention, active Iranian military intervention, we'll go to war. Well, thanks. Wow. You don't need congressional approval anymore, do you, asshole? Yeah. Uh, calm down there, you bloodthirsty fucking piece of shit. Savage. Yeah. This comes in the wake of recent surprise attacks and rocket barrages launched by Hamas militants inside Israel, resulting in hundreds of dead and declaring a state of war. The Israel Defense Forces reported 700 Israeli deaths and another 1,500 injuries. In response to the escalating tension, the U.S. announced Sunday that it is deploying an aircraft carrier strike group. So that's not just the carrier. Yeah, that's, that's all the ships that go support, with it. Support, yeah. So there has to be... A marine expeditionary unit in there. Yeah, there's somewhere. a mu heading that way. There's so what were least, you saying off air? At least three ships. There's like two battalions, two battalions of and Marines. then a support. Like no, it's one battalion of infantry and then like a support battalion behind them with all this other stuff. So they have the potential to really mess some stuff up. They could stop some holes in some chests. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially you let them off the leash and just let Marines do what Marines do. Uh, who and said Mark Mark Liddell in the 
Navy SEAL. He said something about that, too. Oh. Let Marines off the leash. <laughs> something that they were never allowed to do for the past 20 years. Yeah. So, aircraft carrier strike group, including F-35s and F-16s to patrol the eastern Mediterranean. F-16s, they don't launch off carriers. That's weird. The F-18 is to the Navy what the F-16 is to the Air Force because the F-18 is a twin engine and the F-16 is a single engine. Anyway, just thinking out loud here. This move aims to deter all-out war involving Israel's neighbors. Hmm. <laughs> We're going to send in an aircraft carrier strike As group a show to deter of, war. It's a show of force. Yeah. McCaffrey suggested that the U.S. intervention would likely involve air and naval strikes. No shit. But not ground troops. Uh, for now, dickhead. Yeah. Given the strong ground capabilities of the IDF, of course. He also noted that his assessment of the conflict does not necessarily reflect the official position of the U.S. government. Quote, I think the deterrence factor is what the Biden administration is after right now. They want to make sure that the Syrian military and Hezbollah don't enter this fray. And if they do, it's going to be a lethal threat to the existence of Israel. Yeah. Uh, deterrence Un- is unquote. deterrence is a. Uh, Strong suit of the Biden administration. We saw that in Ukraine. <laughs> we also saw yeah. it when he was uh, with the Obama administration all over Yemen and Libya. The Wall Street Journal reported Iranian officials partnering with Hamas since August to prepare for incursions into Israel. What? Hold on. They had no idea. What? They, they had no idea. However, U.S. Secretary... State Secretary Anthony Blinken, no, no H, Antony. Antony. Blinken stated that there was no evidence of Iran directing or being behind these recent attacks. Yeah, they probably want to be a little soft on them since they got a new fresh $6 billion credit line to spend. Yeah, I just think this whole thing uh, is going to end in so much more bloodshed. Absolutely. And if not, the entire eradication of the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. Maybe this is going to lead into uh, the taking over Jerusalem and the building of the third temple on the Temple Mount. Well, they've already got plans. They do. They've already got plans. So who Primed. knows? This could be This could be it. I don't know. Well, regardless, from a secular point of view, this is just more tinder to add to the beginning of the, a third world war. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Period. Absolutely, dude. What you, and Iran, aren't they're friends with Russia and China? Uh, signed on to BRICS recently. Yeah. So... What's that going to do? Piss them Syria off. Syria also is friends with Russia. We know Assad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And Just Putin. flew to Beijing, yeah. in fact, on a like an Air China flight. So there, the, the, the rest of the world is coming together. And I'm sure... To oust the U.S. dollar. Yeah, the absolutely. United States, the, the Western Empire. Absolutely. Why wouldn't they? Not There are assholes on their side. We are not saying at all that it is some benevolent oh, no, yeah. picture here. But we, we have said, and I stand by it, that they are using far more appealing economic arguments to gain all of this support as opposed to... We've talked about that on the show. Do this or we will bomb the shit out of you. So Right. They're like, how about we build you a dam? <laughs> yeah. Which the U.S. has done too. Yeah, except for their dams like uh, out of straw. <laughs> or, or it was uh, three times, four times the cost that yeah. it otherwise would have been because it was all on credit. Oh, and you guys and was, can't pay us back. I yeah, guess we'll exactly. just take all your natural yeah. resources. Well, we needed uh, 
a new base here anyway. Mm-hmm. So here's a we'll take some land here's and a you guys got soldiers. you guys got oil. So don't yeah. worry, we'll send our geologists in. They'll find out. Right. Well, and dude, it's so crazy. I mean, in New York, there's pro-Palestinian, pro-Israel clashes going on right now. It's insane. Yeah, my favorite it, is uh, the pride flags mixed in with the Palestinian flags. Oh, yeah, where I'm like, you <laughs> clearly have a misunderstanding <laughs> of what Palestine and I... They don't want your support. <laughs> they don't like you. Like... You you clearly missed a mark somewhere. Yeah, your pink hair could easily just get you fucking killed right away. You know what you should do is read a book <laughs> uh, called a history book about the state of Palestine. <laughs> even even the PLO, right? Look into that. So, yeah, that's Ted. You know, old Uncle Ted Nugent was sharing some stuff on the old social medias about that too, which is was hilarious. But one thing I also wanted to bring up was like I saw this. This Democrat Democrat squad, this is Breitbart, Democrat squad urges de-escalation as Hamas hides hostages like it's a bad thing. Right, yeah. So, And then they go on to talk about how AOC and all these other morons, they never condemn the killing of children. Or no, they condemn the killing of women and children, but not of the military-aged males. And they want de-escalation and a ceasefire instead of a retaliation by the Israeli government. It's no surprise that these ladies start making sense for once in their lives. And this is one time I can get behind the squad. Yeah, and, and, the, and the Republicans particularly can't just... They're evil no matter what. Well, yeah. Which they are evil people. I mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah, This is one thing where it's like, you guys can't even agree upon like this shouldn't... The, the, the amount of loss of life is going to be so significant. The bloodshed. It's not even hilarious. It's not funny. No. But it's gonna be it's gonna be celebrated. Well, yeah, they love it, and it's like a human sacrifice or something. They, yay, yeah. And all here's all these Republicans bad at, back at it. They completely forgot all these a lot of these MAGA folks. Even oh yeah, completely forgot that war is bad. Well, well they never thought it was. It's so crazy, dude. It's just it's wild. And even what was that quote we we shared? Or that that guy from Twitter. Let's read that. Oh, because you're even read the Christian, that? I mean, hey, yes. this is another unpopular opinion, dude. And, Absolutely. You know, I love I love my Christian brothers and sisters and stuff, just like the you know the rest of them. But like, come on, let's be adults here. Like Tim Moon said, it's time to grow up. Mm-hmm. You need to understand. You know, uh, in your Bible, it is said, it's written, it's told us what's up, dude. Okay, and this man read Coverdale. There we go off of twitter posted jesus dying on the cross completely negated the need for it, the geographical country of israel we're not saying wipe it off the map no this is just what scripture says yeah right the new israel in the bible is the church and then also he didn't say this but when jesus comes back for the millennial reign that is the new jerusalem that, that's yes. the new israel right and he's the king right and a ruler here on earth the Jewish religion does not honor Jesus. Getting back to the quote of Reed, Reed Coverdale, he is an imposter to them, and yet evangelicals bend over every time. Every time. Worshiping the golden calf. Every time, dude. Yeah. He's not wrong. He is not wrong at all. You know what? And if that hurts some people's feelings, I'm sorry, but once again, it's time to grow up. Yeah. If a couple guys from Iowa can figure that out here <laughs> in, a, in a shed. It's... <laughs> It's just so sad, like, I don't know. We don't, like, have our own corner. 
we we could definitely never form a political party no it would be very unpopular but i I just the media in this country from whatever side whatever source they can just make people blow wherever they want them to go dude it's it's pretty bizarre it's pretty wild to watch i mean going back to covid what happened with that and then looking and seeing what's going on now it's like holy smokes dude now when you ask yourself in the history books how did the whole german population get behind hitler you're seeing yeah the the u.s government was so stupid when it came to covid but damn we need to fight a war in israel we gotta get behind this one this isn't this is different this is not like ukraine this is israel yeah remember what they what happened to them yeah by the nazis oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute weren't the ukrainian military nazi units that we were just supporting yeah like that uh guy that they just gave that standing ovation to and you canadian parliament yeah the Um, ss member oh man like am i did i hit my head or is this like we we you all just went from supporting literal nazis to all right we got to support these jews well that's because because of what the nazis did to them well i'll speak up there that that it wasn't actually all republicans and all maga folks that were they a lot of them had what seemed to be sense when it came to the ukraine russia issue now that shit's fucking gone well and then those groups yeah that's another good point too the ones that weren't supporting the ukraine thing when we were against it but now are on the board of now they're of of israel come on man it's It's the same is is consistent positions it's the same playbook dude war is bad the people that start wars that are in political power in this world they're evil bad people right and the losers are us that just live our everyday lives right just trying to raise our families and have a good time along the way and enjoy ourselves they have bunkers they have the world's most cutting-edge Swiss air filters on their bunkers. So if nukes, you know, if we have fallout here, they're fine. That They would have caused, right? Yeah, they would fine. have been the cause we'll, of it. We would have, we'd be all the ones dying, but they, they caused the nuclear war, but they'll be safe. Sorry, guys. <laughs> here's some uh, potassium iodide. We're going to batten down these hatches, and maybe we'll see you in a little bit. Good luck. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious, man. This is the world we live in. Oh, no. All right. This is a special. This isn't an episode number. We, yeah, uh, this we had to bring a, this to you. This was a wildfire that was spreading, and we had to say something yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So use this as a stepping stone, a starting place. Go, go do your own research on Hamas, on the PLO, on all this stuff, on, and getting in, you know. Just a stepping stone, just our opinions. Yeah. Research for yourselves. And this is a developing story, so this is going to continue. Yeah, we'll probably be talking about this one. And yeah, this is going to be, we, we we probably won't get another war, Road to War update until November, but this is going to be on it. So. Well, yeah. I mean, frankly, as volatile as the situation is, or we, may, we could be doing more releases than yeah, we're used to. We may not, we may even do some more bonuses. We'll see. Yeah. A lot of them, um, just a heads up may not be as flashy and as precisely it's gonna thoroughly be, produced. It's going to be breaking news. But um, this is something that really needs to be talked about. They're sending a freaking carrier group. Right. They, they're literally weeks, maybe months, if not days away from putting troops on the ground. Yeah. I mean, the carrier group. Oh, that we they, just put them there to help support Israel as... Um, bringing them food and ammo the carrier group was probably already in the mediterranean folks 
Oh, I bet. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably with already there. The Middle East just being by what the time Middle you East listen is. to this, I bet it's there. Oh, so. and and then of course the fact that nobody had any idea this was going to happen except we found well, out they were worried that this was going to happen. With they, the, see, they do have these things called Mediterranean floats, M- Mews. Right. So there was already a Mew in that area. Marine and, Expeditionary Unit. Yeah, Marine Expeditionary Unit. So there's already one in that area. So it's probably already there. Wild, wild, wild. Guys, keep mm-hmm. your head on a swivel. Yep. The media, the politicians with rare exception, are lying through their teeth to and, you. And just look at the, some of the news lines and ask yourself, like, is this how is this really how I feel? And just read some of the stuff because the news is ramping up the propaganda too. Yeah, don't let them tell you what yeah. you think. Don't let them tell you They're who your enemies you, are. Don't let them tell you, you who your enemies are. You support Hamas. They're gonna, the Rock and Oprah are going to come out now and ask you to send money to, to um, Israel. Don't give them a dime of your money. They all are. We've been funding Israel for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as they, you just they've heard, had enough of our tax Yeah, dollars. you just heard Representative Ron Paul 14 years ago talking yeah. about hundreds of nukes that they have. Mm-hmm. They don't need any help. Right. So we're the Iowa Talk guys. If you like this episode, please like, share, subscribe, D- follow. Divide. Reside. Collide. No. No. Okay. Just share. Sorry, sorry, I was just... Please share over all those. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't going there, buddy. Um, <laughs> Good try, though. All right, and uh, follow us on X at Iowa Talk Guys. Follow us on Instagram at Iowa Talk Guys underscore podcast. T P T E E P E E at Iowa Talk Guys dot com. Theo at Iowa Talk Guys dot com. E Rock at Iowa Talk Guys dot com. Did I mention Le- Iowa Talk Guys dot com? Yeah, go to Iowa Talk Guys dot com. You can still find the uh, spots there to contact us. And always remember. Always remember, guys. Don't eat the yellow cake. Do not eat the yellow snow. And if you see Hamas paragliders coming in with weapons, run. It's not a good thing. Or Israeli tanks coming in. Iowa Talk, guys, out. Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs>